Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. 12.20 to play. Lance Jones breaks the full court pressure on the dribble. Lobs for Edie. He catches and dunks. Zach Edie, 25 points. Caleb averages four rebounds a game. Lance Jones, three more for the left wing. He has been dynamite this second half. 17 points for Lance. Wrapping up hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha. I'm and ESPN Tri Cities. Uh, I'm Ravi Lula. Connor Cavalak here with me this morning, and we are brought to you by Pratt Dental. Pratt Dental in North Platte, Nebraska, offers the BioClear method and modern smile design, which can correct many aesthetic dilemmas in a permanent and less invasive manner than traditional treatments such as crowns. They were the first certified dentist in Nebraska in this method, and it can create uh, an alternative to crowns. Multiple restorations in a day can be done, less time, less invasive, less waiting, and fewer appointments. You can go check out some more information on the BioClear method at prattdental.com slash bioclear-dental-treatment, or if you just want to go to prattdental.com, under the services tab, you can click on BioClear Dental Treatment. Uh, we are joined now by Kerry Miller. He is a a uh, sports writer and covers college basketball for Bleacher Report. Uh, Kerry, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are doing well also. Uh, wanted to get you on here because the net rankings came out. There, The first net rankings came out for college basketball, and there was a hometown team very high in those rankings in Creighton out of some of those teams Creighton was up there at number started at four dropped to five yesterday Colorado State's at seven BYU's at two any of those teams in that top 10 to 15 that kind of surprised you by how high they were uh surprise no uh because at this point I think we we realized that the 
early season net rankings is just kind of a a, a barometer of who's beating the crap out of bad teams. <laughs> fair, uh, so fair. So BYU is going to be way up there. And that's, I'm not trying to slight any of the teams at the top. Like Creighton is a deservedly top 10 team. I think they they certainly proved that in destroying Nebraska. I'm not trying to say Nebraska is a, a bad team. But, um, you know, I don't think, you know, Princeton was top 10. I don't think Princeton is going to be top 10 in the net at the end of the season. Sure. Um, uh, I don't know if Colorado State has the the staying power of the top ten team, even though they've been, you know, really solid out of the gate. But certainly, BYU at two is kind of the the oddball of all of them because you know, I think it was Houston, Arizona, and Purdue, and then BYU. Which <laughs> Houston, Arizona, and Purdue, I have them as projected one seeds right now, along with um, Kansas, who's down to like fifteen or sixteen. But you know, for BYU to be at two, that's basically saying they should be a one seed right now, which I mean, they're they're good, but that's I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. <laughs> so you don't think BYU's a one seed? That's the takeaway there. I I guess <laughs> uh, it, it'd be nice if they were because BYU has you know they don't play on Sundays. It's hard to figure out where to put them in the bracket. If they're a one, it's easy. They could be the one in the West, and they get to choose their region and all that. But BYU is always the uh, the bracketology nightmare for that. Uh, <laughs> Eating reason. Uh, Carrie, so outside of the net rankings, just in the early season, we're seven, eight games in for most teams. Mm-hmm. Who has impressed you the most so far in the early season? Um, man, that's a good question. I, I would say Baylor from a kind of a surprise impressed perspective. I mean, they lost um, three 15-point-per-game scores in Keontae George, Adam Flagler, and uh, L.J. Cryer, who mm-hmm. transferred Houston. And they, they're they even better on offense. <laughs> I, I think Ken Palm, their, their adjusted efficiency on offense, they're slightly better than last year when they were, like, number two in the nation. Um, you know, they they got these transfers in Jaden Nunn and uh, our, our Ray J. Dennis, obviously the freshman, uh, Jacoby Walter and Eve Misi, but... Man, it is working for them, but certainly they are following that blueprint of beating the crap out of bad teams. Uh, they play <laughs> Michigan State and Duke later this month. That's when we'll we'll really get a, a sense of how good they might be. Kerry, on the other side of that coin, are you looking at any teams that uh, you expected to be maybe a little bit better this year that have taken some early losses that don't make a ton of sense to you? Definitely Michigan State and Duke, who mm-hmm. played each other, and Duke won that game. So I guess they have the the upper hand there in this little debate. But I mean, cer- certainly nobody thought Michigan State was going to lose to James Madison. Um, and you know, both of those teams, <laughs> I, I think, when they played in the Champions Classic, Michigan State, all five of their uh, starters were like key players on the team last year. Duke had four returning starters. Like those are the teams you expect to be good early in the season like they shouldn't be going through you know early growing pains because they've already grown last year right so surprising to see them both with three early losses um you know duke particularly with that that loss at georgia tech i know tyrese proctor got hurt early in the game they're still figuring out what to do with mark mitchell but they, they've got a they've got some issues for sure what do you make and i know they're all not bad losses at all but what do you make out of three loss Tennessee so far? Yeah, that's that's a tough team. I was, uh, you know, at a bracket came out today and looking through all the metrics and stuff. Like they should be 
a solid three seed based on their predictives and you know they had a nice road win over Wisconsin like you said the losses weren't bad at all but I, I don't know if I believe in this team at all and I, <laughs> I never believe in Tennessee and Rick Martin, so that's, to, that's to totally fair that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that to, to give up 100 points North Carolina was just shocking even yeah. though they ended up they came back made it interesting they decided to play some defense in the second half but I they don't have a front court like they lost their three big men from last year so it's kind of like Jonas Adu or bust and you know Dalton Connect is a great scorer but I don't know if he fits that defensive DNA that they need and I I don't know what came of his little ankle injury there against North Carolina I don't know if he's playing against George Mason tonight or what but I, I feel like they're they're missing something, and for you know Ken Palm to be pretty pretty much a stickler on them being a top ten team is a little bit surprising. We're talking with Kerry Miller of the Bleacher Report. Uh, Kerry, you mentioned Ken Palm a couple times there. Do you find that early season that's a better gauge of kind of where teams are, or is that just kind of another tool that you use? Because it's something I look at a lot for the adjusted offense and adjusted defense, especially. Um, I'm, I'm just, how do you use it when you're evaluating teams? Yeah, I'm, I have a Ken Palm addiction. Uh, <laughs> you, you and me both, man. You and me like both. Ken Palm tabs <laughs> open. It's ridiculous. But yeah, what, so right now I don't pay really much mind to the net rankings um you know for for even bracketology purposes that, that kind of changes over the course of the season and i think even you know the creators of the net would tell you that like it's it's supposed to be accurate on selection sunday not three weeks before christmas but <laughs> sure um yeah I, for for doing brackets i i combine a bunch of different predictive metrics like ken Palm, uh bart torvik evan maya uh hazel metrics and just like yeah, I don't just like combine them and then spit out a consensus and that's what it is. But that's kind of like the baseline that I use. And they all still have preseason data baked in, which I'm aware of. I try to not let that sway what I'm going to do. I don't. I'm not a slave to the rankings, <laughs> but I think they're they're certainly more. You know, Ken Palm is a better gauge of how good a team is than I think the net rankings, and certainly than the AP rankings. Kerry, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, obviously took that loss to Colorado State. Not a bad loss in terms of the opponent, kind of a bad loss mm-hmm. in terms of how it looked maybe. Um, what are your thoughts on Creighton early in the season and maybe in comparison to the team that made the Elite Eight run last year? Yeah, I do not understand what happened in that game against Colorado State. I'm not know. sure any of us do, to be I honest. I know it was 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. They may have had their turkey before the meal because they looked all sorts of sluggish, but they are incredibly good around the perimeter. I I think they're making almost three times as many three-pointers as they're allowing, which is just absurd. Yeah. I, I mean, I know they're, they've always been a great three-point shooting team, but what they're doing on defense right now is kind of ridiculous the way they just completely shut down Nebraska's uh, three-point game the first half of that game was pretty incredible so I'm not in any way alarmed by that like you said it was a a, a significant margin but um, Colorado State is pretty good at least thus far so I'm not not alarmed by that at all I I think they are you know they were supposed to be a top 10 team I think they're they're still there Uh, it's it still feels like a you know three-horse race between them and Connecticut and Marquette for you know, who's going to be the best in the Big East this year. 
have any of those three teams created any separation for you at all, or is it that's the top tier in the Big East and then everybody else you can start having a conversation about after that? I think, you know, if I had to pick, I'd say Connecticut has a slight leg up. Um, You know, they almost won at Kansas, even without Stephon Castle. I think he's supposed to come back tonight against uh, North Carolina. Their star freshman's been out for a couple of weeks, but Mm -hmm. I I think they've they've proven that they they're every bit as good as they were last year. I I think both certainly Marquette has some some question marks in terms of. Um, what they're going to be in the front court outside of Iguodaro. Um, but, man, watching Sean Jones and Cam Jones play together with Tyler Kolick, that Marquette might be the most entertaining team in the country. I don't know if they're going to be the best team, though. Kerry, uh, we appreciate your time. I'm sure we will try and catch up with you again as the season progresses, even though you did have that UConn take that, you know, maybe I don't love, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, I know I, I have been super impressed by UConn as well because I thought they might take a step back with losing those three guys uh, from last year's championship team, but uh, I agree with you there. So, Kerry, thank you so much, uh, and we will talk to you again soon. You got it. Take care, guys. That's Kerry Miller of Bleacher Report, covers college basketball. Want to tell you about our friends at Dingman's Collision Center real quick. Four great Omaha area locations. They have been first place best of Omaha for 18 years running, family owned and operated. They've got the latest technology that they invest in. They also invest in the community with their give back program on every car repair. Go check out dingmans.com for more. More Hernet Sports Radio coming up next.